On this week's show, we continue our series, Plan, Measure, Perform, with Part 6, Load Calculation and Manual J. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Now, we recently received a question from a service tech turned comfort advisor, and here's the question. The question says, I'm a service tech turned comfort advisor, which I just said, and I love it. I especially enjoy guiding my customers to the right decision and helping them make the best decision when it comes to their home comfort system. As a former technician, I do tend to go to my comfort zone, which is the technical side. That can happen to a lot of us, right? But I can tell you that sometimes I lose customers due to this approach. I want to convey that I have the technical background, but I don't want to go overboard. Any advice? That's a great question. Listen, using your technical expertise is a great way to build value if it's done right. If you tend to stay too technical in your presentation, however, it can confuse your customer. I want you to check out this video to see what I'm talking about. If this guy confuses you, it might be what you sound like to your homeowner. For a number of years now, work has been proceeding in order to bring perfection to the crudely conceived idea of a transmission that would not only supply inverse reactive current for use in unilateral phase detractors, but would also be capable of automatically synchronizing cardinal grammeters. Such an instrument is the turboencabulator. Now basically, the only new principle involved is that instead of power being generated by the relative motion of conductors and fluxes, it is produced by the modial interaction of magneto-reluctance and capacitive directance. The original machine had a base plate of prefamulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fam. The latter consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal veins so fitted to the ambifacient lunar wane shaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main winding was of the normal lotus o delta type placed in panendermic semi-boloid slots of the stator every seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremie pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the Grammys. The turboencabulator has now reached a high level of development and it's being successfully used in the operation of Nofertrunyans. Moreover, whenever a fluorescent score motion is required, it may also be employed in conjunction with a drawn reciprocation dingle arm to reduce sinusoidal replenition. It's not cheap, but I'm sure the government will buy it. <laughs> now folks, in addition to leveraging your technical expertise, one of the things we all know is super important in the sales process is trust, trust, trust. But you gotta understand, trust is not just about your character, right? We always think about trust in terms of, you know, being an honest person, that type of thing. And you got to demonstrate that kind of trust to your homeowners. But in business, when you talk about trust, you got to talk about your character and your competence. In other words, it's not enough just to talk about, you know, how your company keeps its word and serves its customers, because, you know, that, of course, all demonstrates high character. We also have to show high competency. And we do this by showing our technical abilities, right? The product demonstration, leveraging your technical skills. That shows that you not only have the character to do the job, uh, but also the competency to do the job. Now again, we're talking about trust. One of the ways we build trust is through that competency. Let's join Gary Ellix as he talks about using a thorough load calculation 
to build value and trust and increase average ticket by identifying the common problem of inadequate ductwork. So one of the big issues that we face in the sales process is the creation of trust. The ability to create likability, I really like that person, I want to do business with them, I trust them because I like them, with the idea of competency or credibility, which is the documentation that, hey, I am the contractor of choice, I am the person that knows the most about this, I am the expert, but I'm doing it in a way that makes you feel confident, comfortable, relaxed, we're having a conversation, it's communication, it's very easygoing, amiable, relaxed, but I'm demonstrating the fact that I am, in fact, in command and control. I have this process. How do we do that? Well, there's a number of ways. Obviously, we've talked through the first several videos, and in this particular situation, what we're using now is the manual J load calculation process, and then more specifically, duct sizing, duct calculation, airflow, even temperature, and the evaluation of the home with the homeowner so that we can break down the total comfort system into the simplest terms for the client so that they recognize that airflow is just as important as the new machine. So I can put in a Daikin fit, I can put in a inverter system, I can put in a two-stage compressor technology, uh, variable speed area, all that stuff is great, but you know if the duct system is poorly constructed or there are restrictions or I have supply and return air issues where I'm not getting proper CFM into the calculated area of the, uh, of the area, say for the kitchen or the master bedroom, or you know, in my case I have a master bedroom one end and a TV room on the other end, the great room, and neither one of those rooms cools properly because we're dealing with flex duct and there's restrictions and they just didn't size properly and we don't have the return airs balancing the air supply and return airs coming in. So there's a huge amount of issues with that the consumer just doesn't understand that until we explain it to them. So the breakdown of the manual J and the calculation of where airflow goes and how it works is critical. And in fact, I think it's essential into building value for the client. Why is, you, why is your company or why are you as the contractor, the salesperson of choice, better than the other guy? So most contractors are not going to spend the time and energy to do that. And that's the difference between the top-notch contractors that are going to do full-scale load calculations through the process of manual J, or they're not, in which case then they're just putting BTUs in a box, and they're not really dealing with the core issue of airflow. And what happens is that has a cost associated with it when it comes to quality control from the homeowner, but also referrals, uh, reputation, reviews, and just the ability for people to feel good about your, your company's brand. So what I'd like to do is take you over to the whiteboard. I'd also like to come back into the learning lab when we get done, and I'll pull up some documents. Uh, so software is definitely going to be the way to go here. There are a variety of software packages out there. Our very own Drew Cameron is the man, and they, uh, he and Russ have a software program that we use. And, and frankly, it's the best available tool in the marketplace. Uh, it's training required though, so you need to make sure you understand how to use that tool. But if you don't use that tool, you can use the manual forms that I'm going to show you. Very basic and simple. It's not going to get you to the level of detail and it's not going to create the airflow patterns that you're going to want to demonstrate in terms of your sales presentation, but it will get you to a load calculation that at least will be somewhat correct. Uh, typically, the short form calculations that we use from the Lennox Manual J system years ago get us to within a half a ton of capacity of what maybe the long form does. But I like the long form process for one reason. 
is it establishes me as somebody that has the opportunity to go over that with the homeowner, explain airflow. If we have to do duct modifications, and we do duct mods on about 90% of our jobs at this point, we have to explain why that cost of the second day to be able to deal with the airflow is costing that much more money. You have to justify the value proposition there. So in order to do that, you have to be able to break it down for the consumer. Now, if you're interested in learning more about this topic, and I know you are, I'd encourage you to sign up for our 30-day free trial by clicking Join at the top of this page. This is just a small piece of the process, and you need the whole thing to make it all work. Now, we have a lot more content from Gary Ellis and myself uh, on in-home sales, including my entire core sales training program and quizzes for your salespeople. Gary also has a video on sales management, which is critically important, when he deals with hiring new salespeople, compensation for sales professionals, and a ton of other stuff. The ability to build value and separate our company from others could easily be the difference you know, in getting the sale or not getting the sale or maybe getting an I want to think about it, right, at the end of the sales process. Let's join Gary once again as he continues to demonstrate how we can use our technical chops and technology to establish credibility and professional trust to support the sales process. All right, so welcome back to the Whiteboard Learning Lab. What we've got here is I've got a couple of different charts. The first chart is what I'll call the load calculation chart. These are just some of the variables, not all of the variables. They're going to deal with what we're going to call a manual J calculation. So the very first one is going to be, you know, just sort of looking at the location and the design temperature of the area. If I'm in Nome, Alaska, that's going to be a different design temperature than if I'm in, say, Columbus, Ohio. And if I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, I'm not even designing for heating at that point. I'm designing for cooling. So the design temperature of the area is driven by the manual J and by the EPA calculations based on the cooling load hours or the heating load hours or the combination of both. So Kansas City, Missouri is going to be different than Phoenix, Arizona, and that's going to be different than Miami and so forth. So we have a chart that we look at. It's got the United States broken down into zones, and it tells us very specifically how many cooling load hours, how many heating load hours are there based on temperature patterns in history. And the design temperature is organized based on that. So you can design for whatever design temperature that you want based on the software package. So I would recommend on this chart that we understand that, one, we're probably going to need some form of a computer system in today's environment. We can use an iPad or some form of a PC. We're going to advocate that you're using Drew Cameron and Russ's software platform. Uh, again, any software platform that's out there will work. But the ultimate idea is you want a presentation system here. You're looking for something that actually presents to the consumer in a way that's friendly, uh, easy to understand, breaks it down into what I would consider to be layman's terms. So your software choice matters. Uh, it can be a technical solution, but if I don't understand it, then I'm not building the trust and the value that we want in the load calculation process. The whole point of the load calculation is to get the accuracy correct get the room-by-room room airflow correct, making sure that the proper CFM is delivered to the room, and we understand the BTU requirements, which gives us the capacity. Is it a two-and-a-half-ton system, three-ton system, whatever it is? But a lot of things can affect this, meaning that right here, if I remediate, if I basically go in there and say, I don't have good insulation, I haven't sealed the ducts and the penetrations, I don't have necessarily, you know, uh, shades on my windows, uh, those types of things, or even insulation inside of the exterior 
you know, where we're doing a whole house performance evaluation where we can go into the attic and see where infiltration is occurring into a room. We can put insulation, right? We can take some insulation and blow it in through cellulose, or we can actually go ahead and put styrofoam insulation in and seal it up. Any of those modifications or what we call remediations could affect the CFM requirements and the room-by-room -room discussion. So what's important here for you to understand at the sales level is that there's a conversation that has to occur with questions, and that's the questionnaire process that we use. Why we want to ask the questions is how we answer those questions determines what the software output will be and ultimately what we may need to do in terms of supply, return air, indoor air quality, and how we're going to deal with the solutions. So solutions are out there. We know what they are. What we're doing here is evaluating everything that's going on in terms of the variables. Again, we're starting with design temperature. So I'm just going to make believe at this point that our design temperature, you know, we want to go 105 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona. You could go 110 degrees if you wanted to. Again, the software is just going to be a check the box. What do you want to design for? You can click Phoenix, Arizona. It's probably going to choose 105 or you can check 110 and override that, doesn't matter. We would probably design closer to 110, and all really that means is, is that we're expecting the BTU capacity and the requirements for cooling, the, the delta, if you will, the ability of the machine to get the system to cool properly is going to bring it down to temperature. We're going to put the capacity in in order to do that. So if I design for 105, that's less need for maybe a variable speed capacity versus 110, I might need a second stage, or I might want to size it differently. Lots of different ways to approach this. There's no one right answer. So as a company, you have to decide. We're at the 110 mark in Phoenix. That's what we use. But it doesn't matter. You have to, just, you know, you have to decide what you're going to do. So the software package will drive these decisions. Moving forward, the next question is, you know, how many cooling load hours? How often are they going to be using these types of systems? So I can tell you my place in Cayman, it's 24-7, 365. That machine basically doesn't turn off. If it's sized properly, it probably won't. When the temperature is moderate, but the humidity is high, you know, it's running on a very low stage and it's dehumidifying. So that's a multi-stage variable speed compressor and I have a variable speed air handling system. And that happens to be a Linux system, by the way. And what that will do is it will run on very low stage run low uh, air across the coil and just basically dehumidify because it's not requiring to be pulling down the temperature. Now, when it's 90 degrees there and 80% humidity, that particular system is operating on second stage. The airflow is a little higher. And we are not only dehumidifying, but we're also putting in cooling so that we're bringing down the temperature of the dwelling properly. So, but it's running pretty much 24-7, 365. So how you decide you want to design for the cooling load hours is based on that chart. Again, if you have software, the EPA has already determined what those numbers are. That's embedded into the software logic. So really what you're doing is you're, you're clicking on that device and saying, hey, I'm in Phoenix. So Phoenix is going to be, let's call it 3,200 cooling load hours. Cayman's going to be well over 3,500. Miami's going to be 3,500 and so forth. And those charts exist, by the way. You can go online and look at EPA, and you can find out you know, the cooling and heating load hours for your zones. That's not a big deal. But I would recommend that you use the software. It's, it's inexpensive for what it creates in terms of building trust and value. Now let's go back to Gary once again as he shares eight critical components 
of a proper load calculation that your competition most likely is not doing. That can separate you from them and earn you the business. Now, let's talk about some other factors. I've listed out eight factors. These are not, it's not a definitive list. Literally, it was just off the top of my head for this particular video segment. So the first issue would be the size of the home and basically the layout of the home. The way the home is laid out matters. If you have a cathedral ceiling that's 20 feet tall with glass in the back and the square footage of that you know, is 400 square feet, that's a very different environment to heat and cool than if you had eight or nine foot ceilings and it was basically you know, that same 400 square feet. We're going to have a very different airflow pattern that's occurring inside of that dwelling. So the size and the way the home is actually created matter a bunch. I'm doing a renovation on my property right now. I'm literally tearing out a floor and I'm raising out, I'm, I'm pushing out the dwelling and I'm putting in 20 foot glass panels that are commercial grade glass panels that are going to be fully exposed to the back area of the woods and the pool. And what that's going to do is that's creating a draft in a space from the lower floor. It's going to be one room and it's cool, but it's going to be a devil to heat and cool properly. So how we do that matters a bunch. Even how we treat the windows down here, you know, how we're looking at the area of the window, but also the value in terms of how that window is actually allowing sun or infiltration of radiant heat to come into the dwelling. That stuff is right here in the software. If you have to remember that on the manual forms that I show you, that gets tricky. So you just want to make sure that you understand that software is definitely the way to go in today's environment. Although I'm not against the manual forms, I just think one of the things that we're doing is customers are more impressed by computers and software. The tool itself is believable. Even if the information going in isn't perfect, the customer tends to have a different opinion about how a computer program produces information versus how somebody who's doing it by hand produces information. It could literally be the same output, but people will tell you, I trust the computer. So we've gotten to that point in where we are in society. So why fight upstream and be a salmon and end up dying? Why don't you be a trout and swim downstream? Get the software. Next up on that list would be insulation in the home. If they don't have insulation, we're in the insulation business. We're going to ask that question as part of our information gathering, as part of our manual J load calculation. We want to know, when was the last time you've done any insulation? What is the insulation? We're going to go up in the attic and we're going to see what the insulation is. We're going to ask if there's insulation in the walls, if there's insulation in areas where there are exposed areas, like my upstairs house, uh, the portion of the house, there's a portion over the garage and uh, it's exposed to the garage. The garage area is not insulated. In other words, the walls behind are not insulated. So I went in and I put in styrofoam. I sealed those off. I created my own insulation and that immediately changed the way that particular room was accepting the cooling load there. And that was simply because air was escaping from that place. So you take an uh, infrared camera, not that you would necessarily have one unless you were in the whole house inspection program business, but I'm just suggesting that if you take the infrared camera and you scan that area, you would see a large amount of airflow and heat you know, moving its way that direction. And the reason is, you know, the, the heating is moving towards the cooling side, physics, right? So it's moving that direction. So what's happening is air is coming in the dwelling. The cooling is not able to keep up. When we insulated that and sealed it up, 
all of a sudden the air that we have that's cooling is staying in the room and so the temperature variance was better. And so this is a good example of just looking at insulation. That's not just insulation for the attic, it's insulation for the dwelling. So again, the software program that you're using will give you those options or selections. Drew and Russ's software is state of the art. It absolutely puts you in a position to recognize, you know what, um, they, they need insulation and that's an option. So we would say, you know, we can take care of that for you. And if you want to do that, that just adds a couple of dollars to the price. And so we're now driving up our discussion of average ticket. The customer has to make a decision. Do I want to spend more money on my energy bills or do I want to spend a little bit more money up front? And because we're going to finance this in most cases, the payment isn't going to change drastically. We can even extend the term of the payment out there farther and keep the payment down at a lower amount that's affordable and we can solve a problem and save them money in the energy process later. And that's the technique that we're going to be using. So this comes from the questioning process of being able to know what you're doing as far as doing the load calculation, what's going on with the requirements. One other comment that I would make here is it's a good idea to involve the client in the communication process when you're doing business here. When you're talking about uh, building value and trust, engaging the client in the discussion, not only about what they have, but when they're walking with you and you're actually you know, measuring the windows and you're looking at the space and you're asking the questions about insulation and potential remodel, how they live in the home, you know, lifestyle, you know, where do you actually spend most of your time, any rooms that are causing particular issues for you, you know, so you're asking those kinds of sales questions, you're gathering data. Having the client involved with you in that process is a huge factor in building trust, credibility, and just making sure that they understand that you're not the average contractor. You're taking the time to actually do the work, and so what you're doing is you're going to put yourself in a position to have a higher average ticket and probably get the opportunity to make that transaction yours as opposed to somebody else who's not doing the homework. Other areas, attic fans, to be able to get rid of some of the heat, particularly in the south and in the southwest where I live and where we have our businesses. Windows, the idea of not only the size of the window, but the type of window. So my Pella windows, you know, are they're triple pane. There's argon in these things. Basically, the value of you know, any infiltration is very low. We even have windows now that are tinted. These windows that I'm putting in on the back end of my house, they're tinted. So, you know, as the sun comes up, the outside tints, I can still see out just fine, but they're actually becoming tinted so that there's less infiltration, less gain less radiant and infiltration is coming in based on the, the infiltration gain from the radiant uh, connectivity to it. So the windows matter. The factor rating on the window matters, the area matters, and the R value matters not only on the insulation but for the window side. Types of construction. What is the home made of? Is it made of wood, brick? You know, what type of siding? Uh, again, insulation would matter. The shading area, the shading pattern. Do I have trees? Do I have full exposure? Is it a western exposure? Do I have glasses exposed to the western area and the southern area? And so am I getting that extra sun or am I in a place where there isn't you know, that type of sun? So again, the software will ask those questions. You'll be able to check those boxes. What that's doing is it's creating an output based on CFM and BTU requirements room by room. It's really important to recognize that what we're after here is this discussion right here. I'm looking for a duct modification plan, a layout 
for exactly what modifications I might have to make for the airflow. Do I need to add supply? Do I need to add return? What's the existing duct system? How am I going to do business? You know, am I going to have the static pressure inside of the system necessary to push the air into the rooms? Or do I need to do some mods? Next up is orientation to the sun. We've talked about that. And ultimately, the gain from the sun in those windows. So all of this is a series of variables. And so we never know which variable is going to exist inside of a home. Our purpose is to ask questions and tie our software package towards the room-by-room -room process so that we're organized here and we ultimately get down through the ability to get ductwork and organization so that we're building trust and value in the home. Well, folks, that's our show for today. Join us next week as we'll dive into my three-step process for the perfect service call. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye for now.